I'm Roxy. And I'm Nick. And this is the Pub Trotters podcast, a hopefully monthly podcast where we talk about the bizarre and brilliant world of beer and the strange venues that serve it. We are not beer or pub writers or experts. A year ago we put together a group of friends who enjoy hanging out together, trying new things in the beer pub world called Pub Trotters. We meet up once a month and we thought it might be fun to talk about it and share our stories and experiences. Okay, so today we're at the Birdcage in Allgate, but I yeah. question whether it's in Allgate. It's not really Allgate at all. It's miles away from Allgate. <laughs> I've been to Allgate. It's not near Allgate. I'd no say offense. I'd say probably Hoxton. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair description. Um, it's a lovely little pub. It really is. I'm massively impressed. I did. I guess it's because it's a draft house as well. And any pub that has a couple of pubs, you kind of expect similar decor, I guess, as well. But. It's a very, very nice pub. It's off the beaten track. Um, it's not too busy at the moment. It's ten past twelve on a Saturday. Um, yeah, it's a nice pub. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's good. It's set up for the Six Nations later on today. So yeah. we've got the flags up and um, we're ready to go. Yeah, the bar staff have been lovely and, rec- and in letting us in a bit early today as well, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, so thanks to those guys for that. Really appreciate it. So, Nick, what's been going on? You know what, I can't quite remember a lot of the month. It's the beginning of 2019, so it's very standard. However, I mean, last night I was at a very good gig, which was fun. Um, feeling a bit ropey for it this morning. I went to a pub called the Boston Arms afterwards in Turnpike Lane. No, Tufnell Park. I want to get those two mixed up. Um, and it's a proper old school loser, uh, which had a, disc- a, a, like a disco on that you get in like your hometown. Did it have a disco ball? I did. I sung karaoke. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> At like midnight. Great. I sung a Queen song for some reason. Yeah, good. Which yeah. song? Uh, crazy Little Thing Called Love. Oh, very it's nice. One of my, it's one of my go-tos in karaoke. What about you? What have you been up to since the start of 2019? So it's been great. I went to Poland uh, for a week. I went to Krakow and Warsaw and what I found there was an explosion of the beer world. Lots of amazing pubs, uh, breweries and just so much good beer. Yeah, that's amazing. It's interesting because I think I've briefly talked about it before. I was in Italy last year and I guess craft beer very much in my head feels like a very much a Western world type thing. Mm. I don't know about you. Uh, like America and Britain's it's, it's breweries coming out of its back end in London everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, that's a way to put it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And, and I guess, yeah, when I was in Italy, I was so surprised in a country that you think, oh, wine. And maybe in Poland, you might think, oh, vodka. Yeah. Um, that are also still are now jumping on into this amazing world of beer and the flavours that you can do. Mm, yeah, no, I was really surprised. I didn't drink any vodka whilst I was there, but I did drink, I did drink some beer. Um, I guess just uh, the ones that came to mind was Artisan Brewery, with some really, really delicious beers. And the ball van in particular was just so crisp and yeah. fresh, and you could just you could just drink it. It was just really good beer. What sort of beer was it? Was it kind of like a lagery IPA? I, IPAs, pales, yeah. that kind of thing. So okay. yeah, no, really delicious. And there was only like maybe four or five beers on tap. There wasn't a okay. huge variety, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I quite liked that. It was like yeah. we sell good beer, and every yeah. beer you, you got was delicious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's maybe some, choice some... isn't always everything. Well, there's something to be said about a small menu, isn't it? I think I, uh, Helen always... Uh, for folks at home, Helen's my girlfriend. 
always goes on about how important having a small menu for food is as well because it means that they do that very well as opposed to just trying to please everyone they're like no this is what we do very well if you like it great if you don't then don't bother I'm all for and that it's the same with beer isn't it and I think there is some yeah there's lots of breweries I guess coming out that are now trying to please everyone whereas and that's good if you can but at the same time like you I, I quite like it when breweries are like no we do this really well maybe two different versions and that's it yeah I'm a big fan of that I yeah. really am especially when things come in you get uh, seasonal releases which I always really enjoy yeah um, yeah I think it's a good thing yeah cool so moving on from that um, we've just bought our first beer uh, at this pub um, and it's a table beer because it's ridiculously early I'm feeling slightly vulnerable um, I don't think you went out last night did you Roxy? No, 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 no I was no. in bed by 10 no. living it up <laughs> <laughs> I feel fresh uh, that's my plan tonight um, <laughs> so we've gone with a table beer um, I guess if people don't know what a table beer is it's, it's supposed to be one of those ones that you can drink regularly and not get too drunk out of it um, the Colonel uh, brewery are notorious for having a table beer I think you'll just see bottles of them used as candles now in pubs um, but we've gone this pub uh, has sold, sold us a wild card brewery table beer it's only 2.7% um, so a perfect start to the day it's quite a good it's got quite a bold flavour for a table beer there is something in it isn't there yeah massively it's a good beer. Uh, I'm massively enjoying it um, it's very tasty it is it's not like I feel like, oh, I have to drink this because it's so early. I'm not going to go for a 7%er. Um, <laughs> um, it is very much something I, like, I'll buy another one of these because it's nice. Yeah, it's lovely. It's yeah. a really lovely beer and a good beer to start with. Yeah, very much. So each month we're going to bring some pub news, beer news. Yep. Um, so we've come with our news of the month. What have you got, Nick? I've got, I don't know if anyone saw this uh, yesterday... Um, apparently, beer before wine is utter bollocks. Scientists have found out. No! Who knew? Really? Yeah, oh my pub- God. a piece of news that was actually published <laughs> yesterday on BBC <laughs> News was researchers have found out that beer before wine still gives you a hangover. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm glad our public money is going <laughs> to such a worthy piece of research. I mean, I thought it would be helpful to- to do it that way round. I mean, but it, the hangover's still going to come. It isn't makes it? sense from a progressional drinking point of view that you have beer and then you're like, oh, let's have some wine. Like, having beer after wine's a bit of a random one. Oh, yeah, one. that's strange. I could never do that. Yeah. You either, yeah, no. Although, what I thought, because I feel like that's usually the only time I think about that thing is if I'm going for a Sunday roast. Because mm. I'll have a beer maybe while we're setting up, then during dinner maybe have a wine, wine with everyone. Yeah. And then either you go home, or if you stay out chatting, playing board games or whatever, I might go back to beer after that. Yes, yeah. That would be very rare. Yeah. Yeah, normally if, I've, if I'm drinking wine, I can't drink beer afterwards. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Onto the vodka, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no! Only clear spirits after wine. <laughs> what about you? What news have so, you brought? I found out recently... So a Brew by Numbers is coming to Peckham and is actually in Peckham. Uh, opened yesterday, uh, so the 8th of February. Um, and it's a 22 tap room bar. Wow. 22 taps? 22 taps. And 
I, I don't know if anyone's been to Peckham recently, but we've got beer coming out of our eyeballs. <laughs> she stopped drinking at that point, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, that, you know, we've got a lot of bars coming up. We've yeah. got Peckham Levels, big food places with beer. Uh, and cocktails um, but yeah Brew by Numbers is coming to Peckham and I'm excited about it because Brew by Numbers uh, have a tap room in uh, Bermondsey don't they yes. in the arches but they also don't they, don't they have like two they have one that's Brew by Numbers and one that's a cocktail gin bar you know what I don't know yeah oh. yeah I can see someone nodding so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I remember um, when we went out. Do you remember we went out um, and did a few of those? Yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, Dan, Wendy, Kate. Yeah, yeah. And we, had, I remember going there. And at this point, we've done a couple of the breweries, and I think we were all a bit tipsy. Um, and ended up, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, this place, there's cocktails, ah. which was weird for a, yes. that place. You yeah. wouldn't expect it on the Bermondsey Beer Mart, no. really. So, is it, is it going to be the same sort of effect? Do you know, or is it more a pub? Well, you're not sure? I'm not sure. I yeah. mean, I was hoping to go down last night, but as you all know, I was in bed by 10. Um, so <laughs> I think next month I might have more uh, to report on uh, my beer news and pub news. But um, I'm excited by it. That is pretty... I, I, so I saw that and I was like, that's good. I, like, I do like Brew by Numbers beer. They're very good. Um, I've got another bit of news if it helps as well. Um, so apparently there's going to be a rice wine tap room opening up in London. Oh, hang on. No, I'm thinking the sake place. We've got a new start, the craft sake. Craft sake. Um, in, in Peckham as well. But you're talking about something different. No, I mean, it might be the same. I think if you're listening to this outside of London, you probably realise how ridiculous we sound <laughs> talking about a sake craft bar. Um, and I, I, I joke and take the mickey, but I'll probably go there at some point to check it out. <laughs> I think it would probably be a good place for beer drinkers to get into sake. I imagine that's why it's been set up. Someone who loves sake has probably gone, oh, people take the mick out of sake, but mm. there's so much more depth to it. But we'll I guess I can out. relate to that in the beer world, because yeah. I don't know, maybe six years ago, I didn't like beer that much, but yeah. it was because we've got so much variety and choice now, I can't, you can always find a beer that suits you. Absolutely. I'm very much, anyone who says to me, oh, I don't like beer, I'm like, well, you've clearly just not found the right beer that you like. It's about finding the right yeah. one and trying out different things. Absolutely. And that's the thing, we've come here today at the Birdcage, and they've got a huge variety of beers on tap, which is what I consider to be quite an important thing, yeah. as opposed to bottled. Um, and you, you, you could easily bring someone here and hopefully find someone, something. For I them. think so. They've got a good uh, variety. They've got sours, IPAs, porters. Yeah. Yeah. Great selection. Cool. So, um, each month that we record this, uh, we're going to bring to you our, our, our personal favourite beers of the month. Um, along with maybe any stories of random wonderful things that we've tried. So, I mean, we've started talking about sake craft beer. Maybe we'll bring that next month because we haven't tried it yet. Um, so, uh, Roxy, what was your beer of the month that you've had since the start of 2019? My beer of the month was the Winterberry by uh, Brick Brewery. Um, it's just such a delicious beer, and this time of year, it's exactly what you want. Um, yeah. Try. I'm thinking of the words to describe it. So it's tart. Yeah. It's sour. Uh huh. Um, and full-bodied. Yeah. Like there's a really good berry flavour in it, and 
I think you probably couldn't drink lots of it. Okay. But it's a real treat beer. Okay. Really, yeah, it's delicious. So is it, because that's the thing, like as we've discussed many, many times, I guess I'm always a bit sceptical about fruity beers. Um, I think it, it, a slight hint of fruit is nice, but then sometimes it's a bit too much. I, I mean, what was it like? I think it whacks you in the face. It whacks you yeah. in the face. <laughs> yeah, you are going to get winterberry in yeah. your face. Um, there's no other way to describe it's like it. A winterberry really. salmon being hit in your face. Yeah, I don't I mean, know why I thought of salmon. I just thought of fish hitting <laughs> in the face. My my friend tried it with me the other day because I was like, this is going to be my beer of the month. She tried it. She's not a sour beer uh, fan, yeah. um, or really a fruit to be a fan and it wasn't it wasn't really for her yeah. so I think if you're into sour beer if you're into fruity beer okay. then it will be your number one okay so it is very much for people who are fans of that style of beer I think you so we'll call it an introduction to fruity beers beer definitely not if you yeah <laughs> it's, it's if you like that stuff then it'll be your dream beer okay um, cool. I'm just hoping they bring it out in a can now okay yeah because yeah. um, that's so you can drink it while you're on the go as well then <laughs> no <laughs> I'm really worried that um, because uh, Brit Brewery do a lot of seasonal uh, beer, that uh, when winter come, goes, yeah. um, that it might disappear. Okay. And we had that with the rhubarb sour, um, and yeah. now they've released it in a can, so you can get it all year round. Um, so I'm hoping they put it in a can so um, mm. you can yeah. drinking it. Yeah. Cool. So how about you? Um, yeah, so very much this time of year, kind of from December on, I tend to go for ales, uh, something in a cask and um, I had something when we watched the rugby last Friday actually uh, in the Eagle uh, in oh, near Old Street it was a uh, beer called Nevermind the Kent Tops uh, from uh, London Brewery, Brewing Co and yeah it was a really good I guess for me winter is very much a time of like you don't want fizzy cold you sparkly want cozy beers cozy beer yeah cozy beers that's a great word yeah and this very much was a cozy beer. It was really nice. Um, it reminded me of watching rugby back in Wales when I kind of lived there. It, where I, the first sort of drinks I started drinking was a Worthington. Like, whereas most people started cool. drinking Stella or whatever. Yeah. I was like, no, I'll have an ale. Um, <laughs> so I was always bald, even when I had hair and aging. Um, so yeah, it was really good. It was very uh, fruity. Uh, well, not very fruity, very... It had a fruit edge to it, but it was also it was very malty mm. and um, dark ale and very drinkable. It was it was you know served at a cask um, temperature, which is kind of just moderately cold. Um, yeah, and it was really good for that sort of point of the night, um, and I really enjoyed it as well. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, I've only ever seen it in this pub. Um, uh, I hope it's, it's, it's termed as an extra special beer. Don't really know what that I, means. I don't know what that means. No. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, but you know, it's worth checking out. Uh, London Brewing Co. are a microbrewery uh, in North Finchley. Um, for those who maybe care or want to know, uh, which is in North London. Um, yeah, and I guess just to stress the point at this moment, we will, we do go travelling a lot, so we will be re- talking about beers outside of London and brewing companies. And if anyone wants to recommend anywhere, please do. Um, we'd love to come visit and maybe do a podcast in your pub but it's important to talk about the point of of craft beer of that terminology Um, and maybe we'll touch on it each week with our guest um, when we have guests in the future because that's the plan as well Um, but yeah can you call Brewdog a craft beer company anymore 
Roxy. I, mean, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Explain to us why. I, I guess it's such a difficult balance, I imagine. Um, you're trying to be a brewery, you're trying to get lots of different beers and maybe even a microbrewery, but then if you're going too big, mm. then how is it a craft beer? I guess it, me- it depends on what you mean by craft beer. Yeah. Like for me, it's something that offers difference. Yeah. But where we're, where Brewdog are trying to do that, I just I don't think, I think they've gone off the mark. Yeah, and we should recognise. I don't know if you know this, Roxy, but craft beer, uh, craft beer, Brewdog own Draft House. Did you know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Roxy's looking very uh, awkward at the moment if you because you can't see that. <laughs> but this pub is really no, lovely, and everyone no, should come. <laughs> No, but that's the thing. So uh, it's funny. Uh, Brewdog bought Draft House about a year and a half ago. There you go. It's been um, all over the shop. And uh, but Draft, they wanted to keep the different brand. So it's, it's interesting though because you think of pop companies like Coca Cola, yeah, who own Fanta, yeah, but Fanta is still called Fanta. Sprite is still called Sprite. And it's that. And so it comes back to your point of like, are they, are they something that's offering? Because they've been around for so long. They started the craft beer revolution, you can yeah. argue, along with a couple of other breweries. Um, but at what point did their be- have their beers maybe become the norm and mm. therefore not craft anymore? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, th- I feel like it's lost. Well, last year they released beers, two beers. I think is it the Indie Indie Pale Ale? Oh, I'm not sure. Something like this in silver cans. I don't know if you saw them, and they they were very much. To, they were tar- very much targeting people who weren't that big a fan of uh, like their punk IPA or their um, their dead pony clip, club, yeah. um, because they have lots of flavor, lo- lots and lots of flavour, and sometimes people just want something fizzy and light and doesn't have lots of flavour, just something refreshing. Mm. You know, like I love sparkling water purely because it's sparkling; it has no flavour. You're on your own there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, yeah that's the, I guess that's the idea so they are trying they're almost going backwards not backwards but they're changing direction in order to try and be more appealing to everyone so yeah. going back to our conversation earlier about people order, offering huge menus of stuff yeah that's it um, I, feel, I do feel that they um, I feel like they're doing both they're trying to offer things that are maybe less percentage and to an every person beer, shall we say, but also still making try. They are still introducing random beers that maybe you only get in their pubs. Yeah, and you know, I I have to respect that. I just yeah. I just don't know if like the craft bit for me yeah. is lost. Yeah, but that's the beauty. I think yeah. that's why they bought Draft House and kept it as a Draft yeah. House because now they can. So in, we're in a Draft House, and I think I can only they have. A, about maybe what we're we looking at, thirteen beers on tap. Yeah, I think so. Um, and there's only two Brewdog beers on tap. Yeah. Whereas obviously you go to a Brewdog pub and it's Brewdog. twenty beer Brewdog beers and three guest beers. Yeah, you. Um, and so this gives them room to have a different market for that as well, which this probably you know, suits me better. Yeah. Because it's bringing a bit of difference as well. It's interesting though. I guess this this pub. Um, and we've been here for a bit now and we're checking it out a bit more um, I've been to a, dra- a different draft house somewhere else and I wasn't a big fan mm. I felt it was a very 
it looked like the sort of pub that you'd find in a shopping mar- shopping centre or something. You know okay. what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's very new looking. Yeah. Um, this is very much looks like a pub. You know, Ooh, they have yeah. they have hooks on the bottom of the underneath the bar, which I love. It's really homey. Take your jacket off when it's cold outside, and then lovely and cosy inside. And yeah, it just has a very different vibe. Also, I noticed um, this used to be a Truman's pub. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Truman's? Not that familiar, no. Um, I know Truman's had a. Uh, I remember drinking quite a lot of their ales, like cask beers, mm. um, which are really refreshing in a pub called the Falter and Fallback in near Finsbury Park, North London. Um, but yeah, and Truman's are a big London company who do draft beer, and I think. Uh, they've been doing beer since like 1666. Oh wow! I'd like to good say knowledge. That, yeah, good knowledge. <laughs> it says it on on the top of the pub that we're in at the moment, which is the only reason I know. Oh obviously. okay, I was going to say, <laughs> how's he got all this knowledge? Just come out of nowhere. Like we said at the beginning, we're not beer experts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> yeah, literally read that coming into the pub. So don't feel that. <laughs> I was very <laughs> impressed then. <laughs> Okay, so coming up next, we are going to have our guests join us with our, a beer that they're going to serve us, their favourite beer. Uh, we don't know what it is, and we're going to describe it in weird and wonderful ways. So today we are joined by Craig. So welcome, Craig. Okay. <laughs> um, so Craig's brought us a beer um, that is, we don't know what it is. Um, it's lingering in the, bo- in the front of the table, and I just really want to try it. Yeah. Um, so, Roxy, go on, have first taste, and we'll see your face when you... No, I tell you what my face is going to look like. <laughs> oh, it's sour. Is it? Oh, it's delicious. Oh, this is a beer, I feel you I'm just trying to get some flavours. <laughs> like I said, I'm not a beer expert. I'm getting some vanilla. Oh, interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> So throws you a little bit. It does very much throw you. Are you it reminds me of squash. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very light style of beer. It's only two point seven percent. Okay. It's really light. I mean, sour beer should have really been coming over six percent. Shouldn't come over six percent. I mean, personally, I don't agree with it. Yeah. I mean, anything above that percentage will become so sour, so acidic. You don't particularly enjoy it too much. Yeah. So something much lower in alcohol content becomes a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Especially for hot summer days, it's really refreshing. Well, it's funny you mention that. We were talking about um, we've been talking about low percentage beers and sour beers already, um, and we were amazed by the table beer from Wildcard Brewery, which is so good for a two point seven percent beer. And it blew my mind. Surprisingly quaffable. Yeah, and you don't really notice the percentage on it. Not at all. I, 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 I don't know about you but I've noticed that I feel like uh, breweries are now recognising that people don't want to drink such and such beers all day. Um, not to stereotype the British booze in your world, but we do like maybe going to the pub for a day um, and, you know, drinking a 6% beer all day kind of knocks you out. Yeah. Well, after half a day anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that low alcohol beers is, is really up and coming right now I mean yeah. people are really starting to realise that the lower you can go the more you can sell it yeah exactly I mean because people as you said people don't want to drink uh, extremely high percentage beer but then you also do have the opposite clientele who do want to go as high as possible and have the most rash uh, out there beer possible so it's more noticing your, your customer and realising what they're after more than 
Absolutely. And we've clocked a couple of little percentage beers on the, on the tap here, which is, I guess, just all it feels like everything's coming together. Everything's Millhouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we like to have the, the best selection of everything. Yeah. Right here, I mean, personally, we try to have something to support every person. That's definitely what we found, isn't it? It's just such a good variety of flavours, and it is a beer for everyone, which it really does shine through. And yeah, I mean, we get people coming from all over the UK to come down to see us with the draft house. Mm. Um, also, like we did, we got brought out by Brewdog, they come to see that. Yeah, we referenced that earlier because we obviously did, uh, didn't know that. But it's funny because we were talking about Brewdog and uh, can it be called a craft beer anymore? that conversation which I know very controversial yeah. I mean they've kind of got so big now that I mean, in a sense it kind of is commercialised more yeah. than craft that was yeah. my argument yeah <laughs> I mean this is how we feel as well I mean I'm telling you this craft beer is something that made on very small production yes that, that takes time and, and dedication not just something you can make on huge mass production yeah. even though I mean you are keeping to your identity where other people have sold himself to other companies well, to, to grow. Absolutely, and you could argue that when Carlin came out, it was fucking mind-blowing. It was like, everyone's like, oh my god, what is this? And now it's like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> Again, it probably shows a lot of how beer has changed. Yeah. And how beer has really pushed from Carlin's uh, style from where we had traditional beer to kind of experimenting a lot more and pushing the barrier. The low percentage beer is a challenge to what's happening at the moment, isn't it? Because you can look at a low percentage beer and think, oh gosh, it's not having any flavour in it. Well, you've, you've proved us wrong here because the sour, this sour beer is delicious and full of flavour and the same as the table beer. So it really does challenge your thinking about what low percentage beer means. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is, again, we talked earlier about... Normally, I, I know I'm very much guilty of this. I'd go to a bar and I'd be like, oh, it's only 3%. It probably doesn't taste very good. I'll have the 3% beer at least. Um, and, and, you know, the first time you try a good low percentage beer, you're like, oh, okay. And obviously, the word session comes into a lot of beers that, yeah. I, I guess, um, for folks who know me, I, I, I tend to drink quite quickly. <laughs> Session's coming quite handy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now very much conscious that I know if I'm going out, I'll just be drinking sessions or low, or low, or low, or low, low Yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of. I mean, Drop has particularly tried to have the most obscure uh, beer selection. I mean, as fast as yeah. we go, we do to try to have something quite low, yeah. something sour, something of every kind of yeah. genre. I mean, for beer and stuff. That's a lovely way to put it, actually. Yeah, different genres of beer. <laughs> I mean, if there's nothing on tap, we have plenty of options, so we will spend the time to try and find you what you really enjoy most. Because yeah. no one wants to go out and spend £10 on a beer that they're not going to sit and enjoy. It's, it's quite heartbreaking. I mean, this is why I kind of got into the industry. I mean, I started very young, 16 okay. years old. Okay. So, yeah, I got introduced to beer at 18, got introduced to a sour beer, and ever since I've fallen in love with that process. Amazing. So, okay, so Craig, we, we've delved straight in, straight into talking about beer, but tell us a bit more about yourself then. What's your role at this pub? Um, so I'm where from, um, I'm born and raised in Hackney in Underfields. I've yeah. lived there all my life. 
um, I started in the Dufferin House and Kitchen at 16 years old, um, worked there for nearly six years, and then travelled over to the Birdcage and got a lot more responsibility. I became a supervisor and just being promoted to a team captain or guide dog. So I kind of, uh, a guide dog. There's one uh, Brewdog. Yeah, the Brewdog have guide dogs, people who train uh, people um, to have the best knowledge and to provide the best services to people. Is that suggesting that everyone else, and I mean this in a jokey way, suggest uh, the idea that other people are blind, so here's your guide dog. <laughs> in a sense, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, well, I've worked in a pub and I didn't know anything about beer. And so, we do, yeah. like, I mean, it's, this industry is really hard, especially if you have no experience or no understanding within beer. It's really hard to put your foot in the door and most people don't particularly want you to have the idea or the brain around it. Craig, do you remember what your first beer was? You yeah, beer so beer my was? first beer was uh, Lindemann's Girls, was a spontaneously fermented um, lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Me going like, oh, I had a worm in ten. You obviously only kicked off with me at six years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, my first beer was. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, when I started working in uh, the Dub Free House, the kitchen specialised in Belgian beer over 200 different bottles of beer. So, be that again. The Dub Free House and Kitchen is a, a Belgian. It's, it's just off Bordeaux Market. Oh, I know it. Yeah, yes. specialised in Belgian there. beer, yeah, that's, that's where I started my whole career. Um, started there at 16 and yeah. got introduced to beer at 18 when I was legally allowed to drink. Um, and that was the first thing I was given and the style of the sour was extremely eye-opening. Yeah, and I guess, is, is, is there anywhere outside of London that you uh, kind of think of as a, oh wow, this is going to be a central place? Um, well, the, the most up-and-coming right now is um, Danish, is uh, Mikello. So Mikello is probably the most um, eye-opening to most people. Um, so they started out as a mathematician and a um, philosopher. Uh, um, so they worked in... Their industries and got really intrigued in beer and just bought a brewery and just kind of revolutionised what was possible. And with their intelligence, they. Danish, aren't they? Danish, yeah. Um, tell us why people should come to Birdcage. I'm also very curious, I noticed when I was booking this place that the uh, uh, Sarah. Yeah. It was very much like on the birdcage, not the draft house. Which I've been to a draft house, the draft house this place is very much just Yeah, we keep on, yeah. I mean, we're still a draft house, but I mean, we've kept the draft, uh, birdcage name for how many years? I mean, it's always. It's always been birthdays and people from all over that have lived here, been raised here, always come back here because they know it as a Um I think the birthday is just somewhere that is being generally somewhere for everyone. I mean, there's always good nights on Friday, Saturdays, but then the Monday to Thursday, it's always really easy going. We have quizzes, we have things always going on, uh, tap takeovers, always having new things coming in. So, I mean, there's never anything dull around here. There's always something mental going on. But it's also what I love about this place is, well, well actually, two things. One thing I love about this place is that it's often been trapped in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. On the back streets, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Moxie were laughing earlier 
It says it's in old games. Now, I wouldn't class this as old games. No. <laughs> Draft House Market has an old game. This is not old game. Okay. Do you know why that is? Uh, I actually don't know why that is. <laughs> That's okay. No. I mean, I, I so obviously the brand has wanted to say I've just what gone so mental in yeah. the last. I mean, as well, like, I mean, from Brewdog taking over as well, I mean, we're still not kind of on our feet yet. I mean, we are slowly getting to where we need to be. And definitely, I mean, the place to come and adventure to. I mean, I'm sure it will lighten up your day. Um, now we've come full by. We, we, me and Roxy have slowly been sipping our way through uh, this beer uh, that Craig has brought us without telling us what it is. Um, now I, I guess we're not going to try and guess the, um, guess the, the beer. brewery or the beer, <laughs> but like Roxy said, it's definitely a sour. Um, it's out of our misery. What is it? Who's it by? So you have a um, apricot infused um, pale ale that has been used with a wild yeast that has turned it a little bit sour. Um, but they've kept it really low on the uh, alcohol front. They kept it at two point seven percent. But predominantly, it's infused with apricot and it's pale ale style. So it has a really nice fruity. Uh, tropical fruits um, and then that sourness is like just through everything else and kind of gives you a nice little bake um, and then yeah with the vanilla I mean uh, I think it's vanilla extract that they put into it just oh, to give it a bit more of a so yeah I mean it's an extremely well made beer I mean so very obscure so that a lot of people are very scared about because <laughs> people who have never encountered sour before are very touchy upon what could happen. We were talking about the wild berry from uh, Brick. The winterberry. Uh, the winterberry, sorry. From Brick. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. This is not an introduction sour beer. Do not try this if you've never had a sour beer before. Where is this? It's quite good to show someone what it can go like. Yeah. And I think showing people a base and having a. A base level to start from is always really good, and it gives you an idea of actually what you like and what you don't like. I want to celebrate the fact that there are low percentage beers like this being made that are nice. Um, you know, I've tried many non-alcoholic beers at 0.5. They still haven't quite. Been. No, they I still haven't tasted any of those. Um, sorry, everyone. Everyone's I think it's a very hard thing to, to mean. So to brew a beer without alcohol content and have a lot of flavouring and stuff like that is quite a, a tricky skill. Um, so before we finish, um, Craig, you've given us this lovely... Uh, what's the brewery by again? Moncado uh, Brewery. Uh, Moncado Brewery. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the first time we've had them in our pub. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that we will encounter them again. Cool. So thank you very much, Craig. It's, it's been really enjoyable to chat yeah, to you. been great. Um, I feel that it's been good to have more of an expert uh, yeah. come and join us because um, like we said at the beginning we're not experts in beer no. we're just fans of beer so. yeah we just like beer and that's kind of <laughs> why we've done this not because we look into pops or anything so it's nice to have that uh, that extra bit of knowledge yeah thank you, thank so you very much Craig. more than welcome cheers so as mentioned each month our social group known as Pub Trotters meet up in a weird and wonderful pub at each gathering, we will ask the person who chose the pub to tell us what they thought. So here we go. So we're at the Long Arm in Shoreditch. Adam's here to talk about what he thinks about the bar. Um, yes, over to you, Adam. 
So, um, yeah, I think I chose this pub for tonight's pub trotters. So, um, yeah, so I chose this because, A, selfishly, it's quite near my work. So it's uh, so I work in Angel, so it's easy to get to. But um, yeah, they're really interesting. It's a it's a brew pub, so they brew on site. So that's always a good thing that people are actually brewing on site at a pub and making their own beers, which I find really interesting. Also, surprisingly, I'd not been to this pub before, which technically is all in pub trotters that we've bent before, but. Um, I've never been here, so I was like, fuck it, let's let's go there. So what's your favourite beer of the night? Have you got anything so to I'm say? So I'm currently drinking a Thornbridge Azara, which I've had before, um, and I saw they had. I had a, uh, to Long Arm's defence, I'd had a Long Arm Mince Pale Ale before this, which was tasty, um, but I had to go back to the Thornbridge just because it's a little bit fresher, so... I mean, can you go for a pint of the mince? <laughs> well, I don't usually eat uh, pints of mince pies, but um, so I'll probably go for a half pint next time. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly my thoughts. Well, thank you, Adam, for uh, that short uh, review of the, the long arm, and thank you for the long arm for letting us be here. Thank you. Okay, so this is a new ad hoc feature that we decided to do at the most at the first pub trotters we're going to review, uh, where one of our pub trotters, Niall, is going to review the Hello. toilets at each pub. Um, we're currently at a place called the Long Arm, uh, which is near Moorgate and Old Street in London. And so I'm just going to ask Niall, Niall, tell us about the toilets here. Oh, hey, Nick, thank you very much for asking me on your show. Um, first off, I need to say about these particular toilets are um, really something to behold. I do not want to make a reputation for myself in my first feature to say that, you know, to give myself away, because if I give these toilets five stars, people are going to think I'm giving it to everyone. But I'm not. Honestly, these things are something else. Here's our reservation. The toilets are joined to a uh, hotel. So you've got to give some kind of credit to the bars that don't have hotel staff knocking on the door, saying housekeeping every week. So let's go through the basics here. The urinals, fantastic, beautiful. We've got the P-Wave orange gel, which gives that fantastic fruity scent. Classic. Yeah, I know, it's great. Rather than having those dregs of urinal cake, you've got a nice fruity scent as you go in. Now, whenever you go, I haven't, unfortunately, did not get to check out the cubicles this time. Did not need to do that. But In the future. In the future, we should check it out because what you're dealing with here is more of kind of like mahogany glaze on the tiling. My only criticism, the hand towels are based directly beneath the soap. It's a rookie mistake. What happens whenever you wash your hands? You dampen them, then you go for some soap. Guess what you're doing to those towels? All I'm going to say is, is this, 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 this toilet probably ranks in the top echelons of ones I've been in in London before. Um, but I, again, I don't want to give myself away, so I'm only going to give it four stars. If it had ice in the urinal, then maybe that's five. But, you okay. know. We'll see what we come across. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you wanted to know about those particular jacks? I think that was perfect as a starting point for Fantastic. our toilet reviews. Thank you very much, Niall. Thank you. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Craig and the team at Birdcage. And a big thank you to Nicola from Canary Creative for our wonderful logo. As well as Luke Godwin for the music and helping with the editing, without which we wouldn't be here today. You can find more information about their work on our website. And of course, a huge shout out to the Pub Trotters group. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can find more information about the bars and beers discussed on our website, pubtrotters.wordpress.com. And you can also find us on all social media at Pub Trotters. 
Until next time. time.